0: to you and the law broadcast show on the Bachelor News Radio Network. And uh we hopefully that hopeful that you enjoyed the uh the what's going on. You know, that's that's a uh Chief Humphrey, that is one of Marvin Gaye's favorite uh, one of his best songs that he put out, What's Going On and, and I think that's very very fitting, brother, to uh to have that as our uh intro music into the show as to what's going on as we we're going to get into this conversation about uh, the the dark side of uh of American policing and what's going on with uh with being black and blue <laughs>
1: Well, you know, it's funny that you say what's going on, my brother, because I want to know what's going on with you, and still not introducing me as the host of the show.
0: Well, well, you know what? Hold on, you know, I see there. Calm down. Start over. Calm down. Start over. He, you know. Start he, over. L- listen, listen to what Marvin Gaye said. Mar- you know, you know, the background theme was what's going on. So I hadn't got to that point, but let me get to the point where I introduce the man of the hour, the host of the show, who. Got- Goes by the name of Chief Humphrey, aka the Swag. Thank you, sir. That?
1: And thank you, Peasant. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Peasant, <laughs> for doing that. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, Brother Green? Man,
0: everything. Hey, everything is everything, brother. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's just, it's glad to be together again. Uh, to come together to talk about. Uh, some things that's going on uh, in policing and what's going on uh, just in the world. Uh, but, you know, Keith, we, we definitely have to um, pay our respect uh, to the the late, um, you know, Secretary of State, uh, former four-star general, former Joint Chiefs of Staff, you know, Colonel Colin Powell, who passed away um the other day from complications from COVID. You know, we definitely sent our condolences out to to the uh to the Powell family. He he was just uh, an outstanding man who represented uh not just the African American community but, but but everybody.
1: Yeah, I, I agree man and, and uh you know prayers to the family and also prayers to the family of the uh fallen Houston uh deputy constable and also yeah. uh, you know the uh the case uh I'll go that to the Aubrey family too in, in Georgia. Uh their trial starts uh today whether well, they're doing uh jury selection. Yeah, prayer goes out to yeah. them also.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, and, and also Keith, you know, we you know we talked about this on our show. Uh I think I may have talked a little bit about it on the uh on LA show about the police officers and how many have have died from COVID complications and uh it is um it is unfortunate that we've lost so many officers last year and continue to lose officers this year. I think when we did our show about a month ago, Keith, uh or a couple of months ago, um there were at that day there were hundred and twenty I want to say 125, 123, 125 officers that had died from COVID, and that number has risen. But you've got, you know, the issue going on in in uh, what is it, Chicago with the with the FOP coming out against the the mandate that the mayor has set there. So um you know, so many families are are suffering from. Losing their their loved ones to COVID, whether they're police officers or not. Yeah, it's uh,
1: <clears throat> you know it's a sad, you know. And it's, I just heard today there's a there's another variant. Uh yeah. That, that, yeah. That's over in the UK. Maybe mm-hmm. moving its way here. So it's just uh, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It is. It is. And, and, you know, Keith, you know, the, the topic that we are talking about today is, is one I hopefully our, our listening audience will, will engage with us. And, and, uh, you know, if you want to call in, the chat room is definitely going to be open. Um, you're listening to us live, uh, on blogtalkradio.com backslash LA Bachelor. Um, call number to the show is six four six nine two nine oh one three oh and if you've got a comment uh let the producer know that or if you want to send a message in the chat room please do so those will get to us because I Keith this is something that is really disturbing uh to know that we we are all we all wear different color uniforms but you have that slogan of being black and blue but there is there is a much deeper conversation that has not been had about the real dark side of just being black in blue. Well, you know, I, I'll tell you,
1: Virgil, it's interesting that you say that. You are absolutely right. Uh, there's a, there is an intimidation uh, an intimidation factor by some uh, to discuss that. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a go-along to get along. Uh, mm-hmm. It is a. It is a, um, I'll just be totally honest with you, this hasn't been a profession uh, that has been kind to minorities. Uh, that no, it has hasn't. In um and I'm saying the profession as a whole, I'm not talking about certain police departments but it you know number one is you know i recall there weren't you could count the number of african american chiefs just like you could count the number of uh female chiefs uh just say 10 15 years ago uh, mm-hmm. when you you think of the uh the things that when you think of just last earlier this year uh you have an officer who had a noose uh Put on his put on his desk, and the chief thought that was funny. I mean, yeah, you know, that, that, in twenty twenty one, and yeah. So you just hear uh, about those type of, but no, it's 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 not easy.
0: It's it's, it's not no. easy. No, and and, and you know, chief, uh, you know, Keith, we're going to be talking about. There's an incident. There's a, a news story uh, that's taking place in Louisiana, and. Uh, when we go to break play that a uh, news article about what what's going on with the black trooper in, in Louisiana who has come forward uh and about a lot of misconduct uh, he's even accusing his colleagues of of being involved in murders and uh, so now the Arkansas state police are trying to terminate uh, him from being a trooper, all because he has come out and, and he is speaking out against uh, what he has seen. And so, you know, it's real, it's real sad to see when, no matter what race you are, Keith, whether you're black or white, if you're going to come out and you're going to speak out against officers who you work with, who are violating people's civil rights who are doing a whole lot of other things and you're going to come out but then you're going to be you're going to become the one who's going to suffer because of you of you know you're speaking out against these uh these issues that's just going on within the police department but keith we're coming up and we're going to take our this this quick break and we come back we're going to Uh, get back into the topic of the dark side of american policing but you're listening to you and the law on the bachelor news radio network
2: it's been nearly two and a half years since ronald green died during a violent arrest at the hands of louisiana state police and still more allegations of excessive force keep surfacing. but for one trooper who tried to reveal the cases long before they were exposed discipline has moved much more swiftly Investigative reporter Mike Pearlstein sat down with seven-year trooper who's voicing his concerns publicly despite the risk of losing his job.
3: State police trooper Carl Cavalier said he first heard about the Ronald Green case when he was on assignment at the COVID field hospital at the New Orleans Convention Center in early 2020.
4: an investigator who had um, knowledge of the case and who also viewed the video early on before anyone else and was speaking about how gruesome the video was. Cavalier was a narcotics
3: officer in Baton Rouge at the time, but he said he couldn't get the case out of his head, so he began asking questions. What he heard only made him more alarmed. I
4: guess it created like a shock to me, it created like a a level of disappointment that I'm still recovering from now, um, the fact that these guys are actively covering up a murder.
3: While reports about the 2019 death of Ronald Green circulated inside the ranks of state police, the public was kept in the dark until this video was obtained by the Associated Press in May of this year. The video shows officers from Troop Aft in Monroe stunning, beating, and dragging Green on the ground until he turned limp and died, still handcuffed and shackled. For this Bridge City native and graduate of John Errett High School, he saw a victim who looked like him. You know, it can happen to anyone, my family member, your family member, I just want the right thing to be done. Exposed while the country was still reeling from the images of George Floyd being murdered under the knee of Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin, the video made national news overnight. But the initial state police response was to blast the leak as unauthorized amid ongoing federal and state investigations. Cavalier saw something very different
4: killers and there are people who are okay with the killers being on the job and that's the people who are um, a part of the cover-up.
3: Days after the story broke, the state police reversed their position and released additional video. But to Cavalier, that only raised more questions about why it took 474 days before the agency began an investigation.
4: Yeah, so I considered it a murder because why else would we, would we uh, hesitate to be transparent about it? You know, why else would we not do our jobs and hold these guys accountable? Why, why else? What other the reasons?
3: Since then, internal and federal scrutiny has expanded to include other allegations of excessive force, both in Troop F and elsewhere in the state. Some of the troopers involved in Green's death have been fired and criminally charged in other cases. In one of those cases, the Associated Press published video Wednesday of a man... Aaron Bowman, being beaten repeatedly with a flashlight after a traffic stop near his home in Monroe. Former state trooper Jacob Brown was previously booked with battery and malfeasance in that case.
4: I watching it. I broke down all
3: over again.
4: You know, just, you know, I, I not want nobody to go through this.
3: Cavalier said he was aware of the Bowman video and many others that haven't been released.
4: You know, there there are still videos that still remain um, under lock and key.
3: Despite knowledge of the Bowman video within the state police and his injuries ranging from a broken jaw, ribs, wrist, and a head gash that required staples, it took more than a year and a half for internal affairs to investigate, according to the AP. To Cavalier, that raises serious questions about those higher in the chain of command who have yet to face any repercussions. In the Green case... As exposed previously by WWL-TV, the highest-ranking officer who responded to that chase, 31-year veteran Lieutenant John Clary, has faced no discipline, despite numerous accounts that he lied about having body camera footage. This isn't right.
4: You guys shouldn't be awarded and patted on the back for your
3: silence. Cavalier decided not to remain silent. Going against department policy, the trooper did an interview with WBRZ in Baton Rouge in June. For that, he got a warning letter. Then in July, he appeared on the New Orleans radio station WBOK.
2: Is there something in the atmosphere of the state police department that needs to be corrected.
4: Yes, there's a a toxic brotherhood, bleeding blue. I'm on uh, paid administrative leave. Um, This leave began August 2nd.
3: This disciplinary letter outlines the investigation of Cavalier for potential violations of loyalty, making public statements, and not following orders. You're on this paid administrative leave for speaking out, and here you are speaking out WWL TV, where do you think this ends up for you? I don't know for sure. I don't I don't know for
4: sure what's going to happen with me, but I can assume that I think they'll find a way to terminate me. While Cavalier
3: refuses to stay silent, he has been joined by others demanding action.
4: So we are, are pleased to learn of individuals
3: who are willing
4: uh, to put themselves out to make sure that the truth uh, comes out, that there is accountability and transparency, but there still must be that
3: systemic uh, review. Judy Reese Morse, President of the Urban League of Louisiana, said her organization not only wants to see a resolution in the Ronald Green case, but the culture that allowed his case and others to happen.
5: But the entire department
4: should be looked at very carefully from top to bottom and
3: from side to side. The Metropolitan Crime Commission also has been following the case closely. I think it's a safe assumption to say that other troopers feel the same way as Trooper Cavalier feels, but rather than go on the radio, they may be cooperating with law enforcement. Cavalier says he remains loyal to the state police, but another loyalty ranks even higher. You know What was the motivation to drive you to uncover the facts about that? Oh, just being a, a decent human being, just being a decent
4: human being, um, um, that, that, that drives me, that was driving me at the time, that's driving me now. Mike Pearlstein, Eyewitness News.
2: But the state police offered a lengthy statement about all of the ongoing investigations, And it is this, quote, as the investigation into the death of Ronald Green remains under review by federal and state authorities, LSP continues to offer our full cooperation. Although the ongoing investigation prevents the release of further information, LSP fully intends to release all available documents and investigative files at the appropriate time. As the department awaits the findings of the federal investigation, the men and women of the Department of Public Safety remain dedicated to professional public service across our state.
0: Wow, uh, Keith, uh, a very powerful uh, news uh, story we just listened to uh, from the um, a trooper in Louisiana who is uh, facing, uh, you know, this very action. Upwards to, to being terminated. You know, kids, I think one of the things that really stuck out, uh, to me when he said bleeding blue, uh, and, and we're talking about the dark side of, of American policing. And here is a uh, prime mm. example of mm. a, uh, mm. of a police officer mm. who there has been more swifter action taken to discipline him then there has been more swifter action to take against the troopers who have committed crimes against a majority of them who are African-Americans, Keith. How how does
1: it, how does it continue? How does it continue to to be minimized when uh, this man who's a veteran officer who hadn't had any issues when he brings up his concerns and bring up good points? How does it, continue to become
0: minimized. Mm-hmm. Well, and it becomes minimized because of the culture of policing. And, you know, we continue to talk about it. We've said it so so many times on this show, the culture of policing and the community is tired of hearing and seeing how police officers have gotten away with murder, gotten away with violating people's civil rights, gotten away with, with uh, just just beating just just a beat down of of black men and women and Keith one of the things that really disturbed me you know no grown man should cry no grown man should shed a tear behind dealing with a police officer but in that story uh there was a uh, the gentleman who had been beaten by the louisiana state troopers with a flashlight and they lied he survived his encounter with them this this man was on tv crying keith and i I just that just disturbed me as a man to see another grown man cry because of somebody who is wearing a badge who is supposed to be upholding the law serving the state of louisiana serving the citizens violating another man's uh right but keith we're coming up and taking our our next break man but this is going to be a great topic and I, hopefully our listeners will definitely tune in and get in on the conversation uh as we talk about the dark side of american policing but you're listening to you and the law on the bachelor news radio network well cool. actually keith i'm a little five minutes ahead we're <laughs> we're we're not supposed to be taking a break to 6:25, so uh, my my apologies. I was I'm, wondering. I'm a little ahead I, was, of myself. I was wondering. Yeah, I was wondering. I, I, I was wondering what yeah, you yeah. were doing, man. But yeah, yeah. yeah La is right. probably. You're right.
1: always right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know La is probably just scratching his head, like, man, what are you doing? You know. But but Keith, you know, I want to remind our listeners that if you're just now tuning into the show, you know, we we're talking about the dark side of American policing, and I think it's a topic that Keith is not. Talked about it is it is a it is a hidden conversation uh, because people just don't want to talk about it and when you do talk about it uh, you're you're almost kind of like you're not a part of us you over here but public needs to hear these type of disturbing stories that continue to happen. Keith, we heard about stuff like this in the sixties during the Civil Rights era. You and I were both born in the in the early 60s. These things were going on before we were born. They've been going on since we were born and continue to happen. And it all surrounds people who are wearing a uniform.
1: Well, I will tell you, we are, you know, th- this profession, some in this profession are actually some of the most um malicious cunning um people that i've ever that that i've ever experienced and they think it's okay but then you turn around and you you take you go inside someone's house and you show um you know that you care you know you're concerned but then you turn around and you do things like this gentleman has alleged that these individuals done. I mean, my question, why would he lie? I mean, you know, I mean, I why, that, is yeah. it that, why is it that what he says is wrong and what everybody else says is, is right? And, and, and let me say this, and if you don't think people get together and collude and collaborate uh, to get their story straight to protect themselves, trust me, mm-hmm. I guarantee you there were a lot of hidden... There were quite a few oh, yeah. hidden uh, meetings and um, promises made. Uh, that stuff goes on all the time, and uh, God forbid them to be members of the union. That there's those, there's some unions that will protect their members uh, at any means yeah. by any means necessary.
0: Yeah. Well, well, Keith, you know, you know, we've all. Every time something like this here happens and it's talked about, you hear one of the most favorite terms come up. The whole thing about uh the bad apple. You know, it's time to stop talking about the bad apple. The bad apple roots the barrel. You know, and so, and until you... uh Get rid of the rotten ba The rotten barrel is the only way you're going to get rid of that bad apple. So you've got well, a lot of rotten barrels, but you've got those bad those apples in there. But the barrel is rotten, and nobody is well, you know trying what? to fix the barrel.
1: Well, you know what, man. The the thing about it is, I think you have these officers, including female officers who complained okay but who takes it seriously i mean when you when you're when you're told hey come forward report um misbe-, you know uh, uh, violations report someone who is not doing the right things and you do that and nothing's ever done about it because it's your word mm-hmm. against theirs and now you're out there mm-hmm. you're a target well, you know that contributes to a lot of uh, times when officers don't
0: report bad behavior
1: because they believe nothing's going to happen. And yeah, I, well, and hey, a he, lot of times, oh, these, okay, we got break. Hold,
0: hold, hold that thought. Yeah, yeah. So we we are at our breakdown, but we're going to uh, take this break and get back into the conversation about the the dark side of American policing. But you're listening to you and the law on the Bachelor News Radio Network.
5: I want to feel a heat with somebody. Yeah, we dance with somebody. With somebody who loves me.
4: Ooh, ooh. Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. Oh, dance with somebody. I want to feel a heat with somebody. With Amazon Music, A voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.
2: Love, Talk Radio. I know they're looking. Everyone's staring.
3: A scab from a cold sore is so embarrassing, you feel like everyone notices. Get new Campopheny cold sore treatment for scab relief. The only one targeted for the scab, the worst part of a cold sore. Its special formula provides maximum strength pain relief. Plus, it seals in moisture to help prevent cracking, to promote healing. So now, you'll be noticed for other things.
2: Nice haircut, Lisa.
3: Campo Stops pain, promotes healing, ends embarrassment.
5: News Radio Network is due and a law. Chief Keith Humphrey, Chief Virgil Green, 6469290130. The number to get in touch with them. Chat room is open at Blog Talk. And of course, uh, you can continue to listen live at the Bachelor The rebroadcast comes your way. Just check the schedule at the Bachelor Rebroadcast of this show and their other previous shows. Uh, can be heard uh, there. Uh, guys, before I go back to you, and uh, this is the topic, uh, we seem to be in a society now that there is no empathy. There's there's a lot of numbness. Uh, I was reading a story about a woman literally was getting raped on the subway, on in the train, train in, yeah. in, in Philly. And mm-hmm. one person that came up, finally, didn't do anything to the perpetrator, but um, called 911, they eventually arrested him, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but on the train, like in front of everybody, yeah. on the train. Yeah. So I bring that up because I think there's a sense of numbness um, from black and brown communities. You guys talk about it all the time in terms of nothing will change. Um, But there's a sense of numbness, it seems, for those who maybe want to do the right thing in your profession, uh, Chief Green and Humphrey, but also the numbness of will things change from within when you just had a former union member die, union leader, die of COVID. And yet you're still fighting this thing in Chicago and other places, so this... The word numbness seems to be going across the board in our society, guys, and in uh, the profession that you guys signed up to serve and to protect.
1: Well, I, I will tell you, man, it's 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 a it's a civilian thing, just as just as it is a, a, a law enforcement thing. People don't want to get involved. It's not; they feel it's not their problem. And then you have those mm-hmm. individuals who. afraid and then you just have those individuals who just don't care I mean you know it doesn't affect them it's not my problem and it because you know what this is what we find in law enforcement when you have someone who gets in trouble uh, whether it's a criminal charge or serious uh, uh, policy violation shortly after that person's disciplined all the way up to termination this is what you hear. Well, I just knew it was time. I knew it was, it was going just, it was a matter of time before they got in trouble. Not only was it mm-hmm. a matter of time, man, I've seen them do that before. Oh man, you know, yep. I told him about doing that. And and so then you, you're, you're, then you're asking, man, what? Well, you know, with no one either, no one was going to believe me. Um, I was going to be ostracized. Or, you know, if, uh, if, it, it puts me in a situation where, you know, I'm just minding my business. It didn't affect me. I'm just minding my business. And so <clears throat> those are three serious reasons for not getting involved or not bringing things to the forefront. And that's what we see. Mm-hmm. You know, out here in the civilian world It's yeah, I saw who did it, but I'm not snitching. Uh, yeah, I saw who did it, but they they asked for it. Yeah, what I yeah I saw we did it, but is there any money to go along with any money available for me telling you who did it? Those are the things that that those you know it's it's that side in the law enforcement and it's that side out there in the real
0: world. Yeah, well, and you know Keith, I, you know La talked about the incident that took place up in Philly with the on the train. You know, I mean, I, it's. I don't even think numbness is, is, can even be put into that context of what happened. How do, how does the witness a woman being sexually assaulted, being raped in a train and they're actually taking their cell phones out, recording what, what is taking place? Don't offer to call 911. Don't try to stop this person. But only one person intervenes to do something and and I'm just sitting there like mm-hmm. I'm asking myself now, we all have mothers, we all have sisters, we all have daughters, we all have nieces and and so forth. How could would you want this to happen to somebody that is a close relative to you, that somebody just sit there and watch them being sexually assaulted, being raped while a man is violating them. And it, it just really, you know, it's almost kind of like what kind of society are we coming to where people will watch a woman get sexually assaulted? Well, we're already there.
1: We're already there, Virgil. I ain't coming too. We're already there. And and it would, I, I can tell you exactly what what a portion of those individuals are going to say, well, we're not talking about me. uh That'll never happen to my relative, but we're not talking about me. So I'm not going to have to worry about having to do anything. I mean, it's going to always be that denial or it's going to always be that, that, that transfer of the discussion, you know, that, that reflection. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know what, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm doing a presentation tomorrow crime reduction in the city. And, you know, one of the things that I've talked about is this being a public health issue, violence being a public health, not just a public safety issue. And, you know, the main thing that that gets me is that uh, people people don't understand or they don't want to understand, if we all pull together, we could drastically reduce violent crime. Oh, yeah. I believe we could. If we would yeah. if we would stand up for those individuals who can't stand up for themselves and how many mm-hmm. times do we have to go to a wake or you know, some type of memorial service and we hear we gotta stop this, we gotta stop this but nobody just very few people take the lead on that. And you know what's sad about it? It's so sad that the victims' families, the the mothers and the fathers and the sisters are the ones that have to initiate it. You know, it's it, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people other than them that take up the torch and run and say, this is what we're going to do. I'm not saying there aren't any, because there's a lot of people out here, advocates you know, for those victims and their families. There's a lot of them. But the ones that the ones that do the most yelling and the most vocal, those are the individuals, they say what they mean at the, at the event, but you never hear from them again.
0: Yeah, it, it's that's almost a sad, like, that's you know, a
1: Sad thing. Yeah. nobody wants to, yeah, it, it's like nobody wants to pick up that torch and run with it. Nobody wants well, to help other people. It's all about, you know.
0: Yeah, well, and Keith, you you got people who are opportunities. You know, they know the media is going to be there. They've got their own agenda. They're trying to get their little three minutes of, of of time on the news or get their face on the news or whatever it may be. And then they move on and wait until the next thing happens and and you have a lot of people with a lot of good intentions who continue to to be in the trenches with in their communities working with the police but you have people who I just look at it as an as an opportunity for them to to get their little 3 minutes of of uh, of being exposed in the, in the news media uh Keith I want to remind our listeners if you listen to us live, uh, we're talking about the dark side of American policing, the dark side of being black and blue and uh, you know I want to encourage you that you know to follow us on Facebook uh, at you and the law one, you can follow us on Instagram at you underscore in the law and you can follow us on Twitter at you the law one. Uh, and, and go to our Facebook page, like our Facebook page and, and, uh, make comments about the topics that we talk about and, uh, and share your thoughts. But, and also, you know, if you're listening live, you know, the chat room is open. Uh, if you're listening on, on you know, as well on your phone, uh, let the producer know you have a a comment or would like to come on air and, and talk to us about this topic that we're talking about, uh. Don't be shy. Just just come on the air and talk to us. But, Keith, I would also like to say that, um, you know, America's epidemic of police violence, it, it's just not limited. It's not limited to what to what's on the news. You know, there's just so so much can be put on the news. But for every high-profile story of a police officer killing an unarmed black person or uh you know, police officers using tear gas on the people, uh protesters. There are many, many other allegations of police misconduct that you don't hear about. You don't hear about like the, the incident in Louisiana. Half of the people probably listen to the show don't even know anything about Ronald Green. Uh don't know anything about the trooper who is, is facing termination because he's speaking out against the things that he is seeing inside of his agency. But and I'm going ask this question, Keith, before we go to break. This brother is really putting his, putting his, his career uh, on the line. My question is, how many other black troopers across this country how many other black police officers? How many other black sheriffs? And just how many other people in general are, they, they've they got this young man's back. He's only been a trooper for seven years, Keith. So it's not like he he's almost close to retirement and he's going to get a retirement. Because you know once he's dismissed from the state trooper in Louisiana, it's going to be very hard for this young man to get another job, being a state trooper in any other state, as long as being a police officer. But he's somebody that I would definitely hire because, again, it's integrity. And so many police officers, they talk about they have integrity. But at the end of the day, they don't really have the integrity to stand up, to do and say what's right. But the question I ask, Keith, how many other black people in blue porting this young man?
1: Well, if if not, if not, you know, does it matter if it's not public? Does it matter if they're not saying it to him? I mean, I, uh, I can support I, you I all think, day, but you I, know,
3: I, I, think, it's you day, I think it's important for I people mean, to come
1: out. I think it's important for people to come out. Yeah, the phone calls, yeah. you know, the 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 standing up in briefings and things like that. It's just, man. I, you know what? I, I I think the most difficult part of this job is that you, if you stand up and say something like, "I support this person," I don't think they did anything wrong. If 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 certain people who have, um, who are who are who are tied to the unions, are tied to the in crowd. If they don't agree with you, they will make life hard for you. They will. Yeah, yeah, they will.
0: They yeah. will make life. Hey, Keith, they will coming. make.
1: They will make it hard for you to do your job.
0: Yeah. Hey, hey, brother, we're gonna take this last break, uh, and we're gonna come back and get into the uh, the topic of what we're talking about is uh, the dark side of American policing, being black and blue. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor
3: News Radio Network.
0: Dermarest the psoriasis
3: solution asks
2: what's complete freedom for me it's an open road with the top down it's my bare arms getting warmed by the sun it's my bare arms without a trace of psoriasis
3: complete freedom brought to you by the complete relief of dermarest psoriasis
4: unlike brands which only relieve itching and inflammation dermarest psoriasis also removes the embarrassing scales allowing healthy skin to grow
2: healthy skin that's complete freedom Dermorest, the psoriasis solution. Welcome
5: back to the the love broadcast on the bachelor news radio network the wcom in chapel hill uh and of course you can listen to the recast as you're listening live now hopefully at the bachelor news dot airtime dot pro guys i did get a uh text from someone and actually a few people uh and it basically kind of you know showing um empathy and compassion uh to you guys, uh, I'm assuming these people uh, know that, you know, you guys are the brothers, right? So, um, but the consensus in three emails and Rhonda and Randy, Rhonda in Texas, Randy in Alabama, and Carl here in North Carolina, uh, pretty much, I kind of, you know, conformed it all together, put it all together. And it, are basically saying they feel sorry and empty for, Uh, black law enforcement because, you know, you're torn between doing the right thing as a whistleblower, if you will, or face losing your profession or repercussions. Um, I I don't know where you guys stand on that because I think you both say, you know, right is right, wrong is wrong. You both say that, doing the right thing, um, you know, especially within context, we all got to eat. We all got to look ourselves in the mirror Right in all professions, but um, that's interesting. The fact that you're getting those people to reaching out, saying, "Hey, this is tough," um, but because a lot of times you guys say, "Yeah, it's tough," but we got to speak up. We got to do the right thing. So, uh, your thoughts to them and, and what they're saying.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate that. I mean, they're they're very they're 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 being they hit it spot you know right on the right on the head. You know, we 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 talk about our job is based on protecting those individuals who can't protect themselves and we want people to do the right things. I mean the same people that I hear lecturing to people about doing things will turn around and do the same thing, the people that wear the same that that have a badge just like they do. And it is hard on some. I mean just think about I don't think there's an African American officer or a officer of color uh a female officer um uh, that and if there are it's not that many that haven't experienced some form of racism or harassment. Um, and if you did, which, which some people do not want to stand up and take the chance on additional harassment or uh, worse. I mean, when you, when you think about, man, you're it, it, you know, night, you're depending upon this person. Uh, are these persons to back you if you get into a situation and when you don't know if they will back you, uh, you don't know if I mean, that's when it's really bad when it gets to the point where you don't know who to trust, um, you know, because I did the right thing and because I'm trying to help people, you don't know who to trust or because I addressed an issue. Uh, that someone may have said something inappropriately, um, you don't know who to trust, especially when you go to a supervisor, and they basically say, "Well, that's not a big deal," or you know that there's nothing going, there's no repercussion for these people's actions. But 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 there are individuals that that are blatantly harassed, bait, 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 blatantly discriminated against, um, and 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 it is hard. And so when I hear, you know. People of color saying that they've never experienced any kind of discrimination, especially those in law enforcement. I'm like, man, how do you say that? That that's just not possible. You you may not hear it, you may not be able to to uh, it, it may not hit you directly in the face, but trust me, it's it's happened. The the, the 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 comments, the inappropriate comments, uh, the 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 jokes, um, they occur. They do. And, and and you're supposed to deal with that. And if you chose not to, in certain in certain situations, you're the bad guy. You're the outcast. And so it is difficult. And sometimes you have to make that decision between doing the right thing or the badge. And yeah. I think you're and, finding and think a lot more people in this day and time that are making the decision to do the right thing. That's why we can't hire the 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 number of people we used to hire. That's why nobody wants to be in this profession
0: because the horror stories and and
1: it doesn't get any better.
0: Well, and, and I'll add to that, Keith. I think you know, and I'm gonna you know, jump on the deal in in Louisiana. Can you imagine how this is going to impact their recruiting efforts with the minorities in? in and around the state of Louisiana, outside of the state of Louisiana, where, you know, you may have, uh, you know, somebody about to, you know, who's graduating college, who's got a degree in criminal justice, and they want to become a state trooper, and that was their life, was their dream of being a Louisiana state trooper, and all of a sudden now, it's like, man, I don't want to have anything to do with with a, the Louisiana state troopers or any other any other state troopers, because of the simple fact Oh, law enforcement, of can, period. Period. Or law enforcement, period. And they continue to hear how this this brotherhood of policing is not protecting the brothers. The brothers are not protected because when the brothers come out and talk, you're going to get labeled, oh, you're a troublemaker, or you're a whistleblower. You get a label put on you. Oh, well, now we don't want him up here with us. you got to Send them somewhere else, or or just we're just going to get rid of you. So when you come out, and even with us, Keith, and I think people, you know, we both have experienced issues from our other colleagues who felt that we shouldn't have spoke, who felt we did not represent them. You remember when we went to D.C. and how the people in Oklahoma felt, you guys are not talking for us you guys are trying to take the guns away and it's like come on man we're not trying to how do you how do you
1: how do you how do you how do you know that somebody's fighting for your safety and how do you know that i mean how do you sit there and, and and consciously know somebody's fighting for your safety and nobody's talking about taking any one second amendment right but they're talking about Making it harder for people to that don't deserve weapons; those individuals who are convicted violent felons and individuals who have had who are diagnosed serious mental uh, illness, and 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 then you you can't see past the weapon. You know you can't see past hearing weapons may be taken away. You don't really hear the whole story, and then even your own. Members of your own profession call you the N word and tell you you're oh, a traitor, yeah. yeah, and stuff. And you and I have yeah. experienced. You and I experienced that, and and, yeah. and, 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 so and the simple fact that we just didn't look. We are a different color, <laughs> and and what was and and, and share with the listeners what one guy said. We know we can't get to the white chief because he he's a chief of a larger city. So we going mm-hmm. after you, you two, because we don't think you all have the support that he has. So he can yeah. say it, it's okay, because we can't get to him, but we can get to you all, because y'all, y'all are black and nobody's gonna support. These are things that someone said to Chief Green and I. Uh, we were threatened, uh, because we went and spoke against, uh, gun violence. and and talked about there need to be some more restrictions, and laid it out very clear what we were saying. And because we said gun restrictions, we were treated, disrespected, treated xenophobic comments, racial comments, threats, and were told because we look the way we do, that's
0: why we're getting harassed. Yeah. You can't make this stuff up. No, no. And and so we can relate to what this uh, black trooper uh, trooper uh, carl cavalier is dealing with and hopefully keith we can get him on the show where he can talk to us and our listeners about it because i'm definitely going to reach out and see if we can't get him on the show where we can come back and have another episode of talking about the dark side of american policing because people need to hear this this is a conversation that really needs to be had you know there's a lot of good things happening But there's a whole lot of bad things. And, and like I made the comment earlier, the barrel is rotting and, and there's the apples in it, but you gotta, you gotta get rid of the barrel. But, you know, to what happened with us, it was very disturbing that you think people are your friends. But as soon as you say something that they disagree with, you don't become, you're not their friends anymore. You you don't represent us. You know, you ends don't represent us. Those are things that were said about two African-American police chiefs. And here we are. We have this, this platform that we're using uh, on this podcast show to talk about things that need to be talked about in, in the black community. And oftentimes, Keith, people in the black community don't really even want to hear because they don't really hardly get that engaged with it. But I guarantee you, boy, if it is something on TikTok, if it's somebody falling off some crates, or if it's somebody doing something crazy on TikTok, man, they're all over. It's going to get shared thousands and millions of times. But when we talk about well, Virgil, Virgil, the dark side of policing, people don't talk about it.
1: Well, you're missing another point too, man. It's not just one-sided, man. We catch it from 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 people who look like us because we do wear. Blue. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and we're expected in some situations in, in, in some, and that's not everybody. We, we do have that. We have those individuals who look like us. We have those police officers who don't look like us. We have those police officers who look like us that really believe that we should keep our mouth shut, who really believe that, Hey man, it's not that big a deal. It's, it's, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hey, he's, He's just, you have a right to say what you want to, and, and, man, I can't believe that you're a police officer, and, you know, man, I can't believe you're whining. (laughs) You know, you hear people go, I've even heard people say, man, you just gotta shut, you just gotta get shut, you know, go along to get along. Shut up. Yeah, go along. Shut up. Yeah. Go to work. Yeah. Go to work. Keep your head down. Man, I'm not keeping my head down. When somebody's wrong, I'm gonna let them know they're wrong. Yeah.
0: They're wrong. And again, I think that's, that, in in this day there's been a lot of black uh that that have came out and spoke about the dark side of of policing uh they've lost their careers uh behind it uh but you don't see when a white officer come out and say anything you don't see them losing their careers behind it you see them being promoted or you see you see them you know going about their business but if it's one of us you know, and that's what gets me. Everybody say, oh, man, we got to stick together, that, that black and blue. Man, the, the black and blue, like I said earlier, the black and blue is not always for the brothers. And, and I've got to say this, Keith, because there's some brothers out there probably listening to the show or who will listen to the show. You got to look at yourself. You 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 can only look at yourself in your own mirror. But look at yourself and see what you are doing to change this profession. And, I, you know, I believe what we're doing, we're trying to change the profession. We're having a conversation about the profession. But, brother, if you look in that mirror and you're not trying to do anything to change this profession, you're just trying to say, man, I'm just trying to be quiet. I ain't trying to make no waves like you guys are doing. But we're not making waves. We're having conversations about a topic that really needs to be talked about in the black and brown community.
1: Well, what about what what about those what about those individuals, man, that know something's happening, and they talk about it and they talk about how people are being treated and they and this is what they say, man, they better not treat me that way i I, I just wish they'd treat me that way, and then when something happens to them in that manner, then they want people to step up for them they want people to yeah, step up yeah. for them and and And, so, my thing is this isn't about um this to the listeners, this isn't about defending wrong, this is about basically dealing with people's characters, this is about not only dealing with people's characters, this is about we're all in this together. We go into people's homes and tell them to get along. We go into people's homes. We go into schools and tell kids they have to be trustworthy. We talk about integrity. We talk about ethics. We talk, we, we we drill that and drill that and drill that and drill that into cadets. Every There's not a conference you go through or there's not any kind of training we go to that ethics and integrity and the policeman's oath. When I mean, we take an oath. And then we turn around. And we cut the throats of our own the people who are supposed to be working with us to keep things safe. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. okay. It's yeah, a, you're right. It's, that's okay. And 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 you got to look at it. The unions protect those individuals that do the wrong thing. There's certain yeah, people so yeah. that are part of unions that are going to receive be rolled out the red carpet and they're going to receive support from the union, open support for the union, no matter how wrong they are, and it's going to be justified.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Keith, you know, we're coming up on the last... Yeah, exactly. Hey, brother, we're coming up on the last few minutes of the show, and I think it's been a great show. We've had some people definitely, you know, tune in and and engage with us about uh, this topic of of, of the dark side of, of of policing and just being black and blue. And, you know, this is something that that affects both uh men and women in, in this in this profession. Uh, you know, we started to show off by, you know, what's going on? And and you gotta ask yourself what's going on in American policing when the police the there is a separate there is this you're over here and you're over here. And that's why we have continued to see so much division between the police and the black community because the police are gonna say we're over here and you group of people, you're over here. Well, in policing, it ain't that much different, brother, because you can walk into a a Denny's or a AHA. You may have a group of a white officers sitting at a table. You're gonna have a group of black officers sitting on the opposite side Maybe even with the same agency who don't come together to, to have breakfast with each other because there's just that much separation within this culture of policing. But we've got to change it, and I think through the conversation that we're having and people engaging in that conversation, things will change. But but Keith, I mean, you got to, we want to be optimistic about it, but has it, things have changed? But when you see here in, in 2021 a black trooper being retaliated against and trying to be terminated because he's speaking out about the truth, something is wrong with this profession. But Keith, I, we got to cut it, and we want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show and listening to you and the law. But if you miss any parts of the show, definitely tune in to the Pro and check out the rebroadcast of the show or go to our Facebook page, you and the law one on Facebook, follow us and, uh, and listen to, to, to the show there as well. But brother, a great show. Uh, we got to get together and do this again. I agree, man. And, uh, you know,
1: to the listeners out there, thank you for listening to us and, uh, keep the questions coming and, uh, keep, uh, you guys keep safe and God bless y'all.
0: All All right. and and let's keep it going on, what's going on. But you're listening to You and the Law on the Bachelor News Radio Network.